Hello, everybody. So earlier I, I made a TikTok video and I was a little uh, moved by some stuff that, that, that came my way this morning. And then I started getting a lot of voicemails, text messages, um, postings, um, shares, where women was just saying, you know what? You have no idea with you going forth with that word this morning, what it did for me. And so I'm coming in here because I was standing on Romans 8.28 all morning. And it says, and we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him and who have been called accordingly to his purpose. Right? This is what I need you to stand on, ladies. We are called to the courting of his purpose not our own. So when we start getting upset or we start doubting ourselves or we start thinking with the naysayers or the people around us, even family members, whoever it is that make you feel however you feel when you got into that moment, I'm going to need you to spend the rest of this month, the rest of Women's Month, reminding yourself, no, I'm called to his purpose. What he has called me to do is bigger than the situation I'm currently in. It's bigger than the doubt that's in my mind. It's bigger than what others are saying about me. It's bigger than how I'm even feeling about myself. What you are called to, the purpose that God has for us on this planet, on this planet, the purpose he has for us is so that we can do what he's called us to do. So yes, when I say God got you, I mean it. I truly mean that God got us. He got us because we can't keep letting people make us feel like we're going crazy because we have big vision or we think too big or we're moving too big. We got to understand we serve a big God. And so when he gave that thing to us, we got to understand why we're called to it. When I tell people from teen mom to trailblazer, that's a, a true statement. I was a teen mom and I trailblazed my way through life on understanding whatever trials and tribulations that may come my way. I had to keep moving forward because I had young people, which were my children looking at me. As I was growing up, they were growing up with me. So when people say, dang, you haven't really had problems with your kids. You haven't had hard times with them talking back or going crazy or speaking ill against you or having moments where you feel like you about to break their neck, no because I let them see everything that I was going through so that they understood what I was enduring. They endured with me. So they don't have to be disobedient children because they know that no shadow of a doubt, they mom did the best she could do for them. Even in the times that we were without their father is present in the home, they still knew that I wasn't going to miss a beat with them. And that's what I'm trying to tell y'all today is that you have to just keep pushing even when you feel like you cannot no more. 
I just told the ladies on our on our international call today, there's no way I should have even been on that call, but God, because I lost my mom last year. And when I tell y'all, I still have my moments because you have to think about this for a second. Just think about what will happen. Let me let me just take you back to what transpired in my life since COVID. And you will understand why I'm yelling at you, why I'm screaming at you, why I'm being transparent with you, why I'm telling you to keep going. I was a childcare owner of 18 years. Financially stable, did not miss a beat. And even in the positions of having a childcare center and I had to move or get into another building and I called myself, you know, saving and making sure that I move forward, like having a childcare center that was uh, over six figures. If I wasn't um, who I was for Mothers Up and Mothers, as far as taking the funds and making sure that I pour back into my nonprofit, I would, yes, have been a homeowner. Yes, I could have owned plenty of cars. Yes, I could have, you know, invested in so many other things, but my investments were in the community. My investments was to take teenage mothers off the streets and give them a place to stay. So when they say, why didn't your, why didn't your nonprofit collapse in 16 years? It's because my daycare took care of it. And those around me know it. I wasn't out here buying nice cars and big houses. I was pouring back into the community and open shelters and, and feeding people and doing Christmas events. That's what I was doing. So this perseverance that I have, that I'm every time I speak a word to you, I'm speaking to myself. In the year 2000, when the pandemic hit, in January, when everyone had to close their daycares and we didn't know what we was going to do because we had to close our daycares and the funding slowed down and stopped and you know, the phone call stopped because we all had to go into our homes in July when everything was opening back up or about to open back up. God shifted me and my family to Georgia. And so instead of keeping my center open because the place where I was at needed the extra rooms, I was inside of a school, so they needed the extra rooms. I wanted to keep my daycare open, but they needed the extra rooms because, because of COVID, we now had to be more separated when the schools open their doors back up. So instead I sold everything and moved to Georgia where I decided to work alongside some other women to just do what God told me to do. And as that thing was breaking through and we broke ground on the building and in July of 2021, we had a ribbon cutting, I got sick. And I have not truly really talked about anything online or offline, but I need you to know why I'm screaming at you to have perseverance. I need you to know what I have endured. Forget the accolades and the awards and the things that I have and things that I've had. I really hit a wall in 2021 when I had to, you know, look the partners and look everybody in the eye and say, I have to do this because if not it can take me out and in november of 2021 i went under the knife and i had a full hysterectomy it was nothing else they could do because all the doctors back home just kept giving me uh iron infusions and um 
vitamin D and vitamin B injections. But I was constantly having low iron and I was constantly bleeding heavy and I was constantly just going through all this stuff, seeing doctors after doctors. And I moved to Georgia and the doctor looked me in my face and said, if they would have figured this out back home, we could have had other measures. But now you have a six, uh, 26 week gestational fibroid tumors all throughout your stomach. I looked at like I was six months pregnant. So I had to go under the knife. Right after that, it took me eight weeks to heal, about nine weeks to heal. January 2022 came. My whole house caught COVID, except for my three-year-old grandson, believe it or not. <laughs> the whole house. My granddaughter ended up having a seizure behind hers. And that's when literally I, we feel like her seizures kept going. And I thank God for all my friends who have prayed uh, one day on a call I was having with some friends back home in Columbus and I, uh, my grandbaby sat on my arm and they saw her and I was like, yeah, I need y'all to pray for her. I thank God that that's a praise report that she hasn't had anymore after that, after the one that I told them to pray after because she had three or four before I got to that point. So in January 2022, the whole house was sick with COVID. Mind you, I'm just getting back going. I'm thinking I'm about to go to the building. I'm about to get back started. I'm about to, you know, everything that I lost from November of 2021 to January of 2022, I'm about to get it back. Da, 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 da. I didn't do PPP. I didn't do any of those things that everybody else was out here running and doing. I, I listened and I stayed in my word and I said, God, you, you're going to do it. You're going to bring me out. You're going to bring my family out. We're going to come through this thing. And then March of 2022 hit. I had a phone call, you know, me and my daughter was getting ready to go to uh, California April 1st because um, I was receiving four, award, uh, four awards from the United Kingdom where uh, I have done a lot of work online with helping women in the United Kingdom. And so I was going over there to re going to California because they were coming to the United States to receive four awards. So I decided to take my daughter with me. But right before departure, I got a phone call and my mom was crying on the other end and my sister was crying on the other end. And I was like, what's going on? Why are y'all crying like this? What's happening? This was like March 30th. We were supposed to leave the first. Mind you, I'm taking my daughter her first time going to California, not knowing uh, anything. She was going to California. This is like my first time truly telling this story. I was taking her to California, so I didn't want to ruin the trip. But we were told on that phone call, I was told on that phone call that my mom went from not just having overall, overall what they call overall long COVID um, from November, um, about the time I had my surgery, November 2021, she was fighting COVID and she fought COVID and pneumonia from November to December to January to February 22nd on her birthday, she was in the hospital. I mean, just fighting pneumonia and COVID, pneumonia and COVID not knowing that a mutating mass from those two ugly diseases was growing on her growing on her right lung that would then diagnose her with stage two um, to stage three lung cancer after being told in Lima, Ohio at the hospital that it was benign non-cancerous to turning around a week later being in Ohio State University saying, somewhere somebody made a medical mistake and this is definitely lung cancer. And so going from surgery to COVID 
to going back home and taking care of my mom until January uh, from from November from March. So we come on November 2021 down eight weeks with my surgery. January 2022 getting COVID. March of 2022 getting the diagnosis of my mother. April going to California not telling my daughter the entire week we was out there that um, every time I was holding back tears in the hotel room or praying as I'm walking around the beach or praying and she's thinking that it's something going on with me and my husband or something going on with family or the business. And I'm like, none of those things are happening. Everything is good. Knowing that I could not tell her because it was her first time in California that her grandmother was fighting lung cancer um, on top of COVID and pneumonia still. And so we get back to the United States. I mean, we get back to California from California to Atlanta and I tell her, and then not even a few days later, I leave and get on a plane and go home to Ohio where I then stop all that I'm doing. I think I did my last coaching client in March. Uh, no, in April, I, I finished my coaching client in April and I didn't take on any more. So, so walk with me guys. I didn't take on any more. So I went home and took care of my mom and I stayed there with my mom. And then I get a call from my business partner and colleague and the people here in Georgia, like things is just, you know, going south. They want to sell the building. We got to get rid of the building. Da, 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 da. I'm like, put that stuff in storage. I don't care about that right now. I'm here taking care of my mom. So now what was my bread was what was my finances other than my husband working his two jobs were about to be cut off uh and i was like wow god what is all of this what is happening right now and so i watched my mom fight for her life every single day chemo and radiation monday through friday and i watched her fight every day that she was gonna stay here with us and we got the devastating news mid-April that it turned into stage four. And we still was like, we gonna fight. May came, it got a lot worse. And I just pleaded and pleaded with God, don't take my mom around my birthday. Please don't, I don't, I can't lose my mom on my birthday, May 28th. I said, I can't, God, I can't, I can't, I can't. Please, you know how much I can bear. And we have long conversations and talks over and over about things that I got to continue to do. I got to continue to serve teenage mom. She's telling me I got to continue to to be the the pillar of our family and help and support, um, you know, how I supported her. And she said, you know, some things about, you know, being able to accomplish getting her CDA in, in childcare and for me not to put that down and just over and over conversations and conversations and conversations. And then she passed away literally a month later on June 28th. My birthday was May 28th. She died on June 28th. We didn't bury her until July 11th because it was so many funerals and so many people that lost their family members that week. Uh, we lost my mom on June 28th. And then not even four days later, we lost her first cousin, my second cousin, Mary. So two, two whites passed away that week. And so we buried her on a Monday and then buried my cousin on a Friday. And then I got to come back to Georgia where I end up getting sick again. And I can't move forward. 
And that's when I start getting all these prophecies and these prayers saying, God just wants you to rest. Like when you first moved to Georgia, it was really truly to rest because in Ohio, you was going, 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 speaking from here and there and coaching and supporting and opening up businesses and helping other people open up business and thriving and having your own home health agency to closing your home health agency so your friend can do hers because I'm that one that don't like being competitors. I don't like that that competition. I like to collaborate. So close mine to open hers. I was just going and going and going and going and going. And so I didn't even realize that when I moved to Georgia, it was truly a season of rest. But no one really understood it in the family gathering, in the in the inside people. They were like, no, you were supposed to go down there and go. And then I got other people saying, no, your family needs to catch on. Things are happening back and back that's making you lay down and sit down because you really was in a season of rest to come see the, the the beautiful skies and walk the neighborhood and have four acres of, you know, two acres of land to walk around and spend time with your grandkids and really love on your husband. No, you moved to Georgia to rest. And it's time for people to do for you what you've done for them. But no one understood it. And so today when I went live, that was me telling you, God got you. No rep, no matter who don't believe it, who don't understand it, God got you. No matter if you are losing here and there and you feel like the battles are, are just not being won, God got you. If you feel like illness is still trying to attack you, God got you. If you feel like finances are still in not intact, God got you. If you feel like the bill collectors and everybody from your previous season is trying to come for you, God got you. If nobody else is going to push you and tell you that even though you feel like giving up, God got you, I'm going to tell you. Because I have to remind myself that God got me. I lost the lady who I watched take care of me single-handedly by herself, take care of two girls and did not ask for anybody's support. And she knew God got her. In the midst of everything that she dealt with, God had her. I watched that lady fight for her life to make sure she could stay here for her daughters and her grandkids. But she knew at the end of her life that God will have us. And so how dare I not move forward in whatever it is that God is calling me to do because I watched that woman do it on her deathbed. She still danced and moved her legs and said, God got me. So how dare I? not still know that God got me. God has you in this season right where he wants you. I spoke a few weeks ago and said I was sabotaging myself when I moved here because of all the accolades and all the things that I have and the stuff that I've been through. I can't be mad that I started in my 20s and you didn't until you were in your 40s and you're just now catching up. Whether that's friends, whether that's colleagues, whether that's family members, you started when you started. And you, this, this Romans 8, 28 means it's in his purpose. So it's in his purpose that I started in my 20s supporting and helping teenage moms. I started in my 20s opening up a daycare center. I started in my 20s doing the things that I did. So how dare I come here and think that I'm going to put the number of coaching and the number of speaking and the number of whatever it is that anybody want me to do that I used previous uh numbers on what i'm what i'm what i'm worth 
here in Georgia because I, I just moved here and it's a new region and a new territory. No, if God got you, he got you right where you were supposed to be at. So that don't mean decrease the value of yourself because you're in a new region. You move to another region to increase the value in yourself. So if you was once in another region only charging 2000 well, in the new region, you should be four. Don't get into another set of circumstances because you want to self-sabotage yourself. So yes, today my TikTok was talking to me and you. God got me. God got you. The season of self-sabotaging is over. The season of thinking that whatever it is that you thought you couldn't do, that you can't do, you can. Because Romans 28 says you can. 8 and 28 says you can. It's by God's purpose for your life that you are still breathing and still here for another day because he has something that he wants you to do. So if nothing else, understand that it's your season, it's your time, and it's your turn. You can follow me on every social platform under Dr. Corticia Cowan. This been so heavy on me. I just spoke literally right after this, this the stream yard that I, I'm doing right now. I was just on one with four powerful, other three other powerful women. And we were just talking about how we're supposed to collaborate with one another and how we get through hard times as business owners and as women and how without us, there is nobody because we birthed them here. They on this earth because God sent them through a woman to get here. So we got to keep our positions and understand who we are and whose we are and that God got us. So I pray today when you go back and read this or watch this, you understand it came from a pure heart that that COVID could have taken me financially out of here, physically out of here, mentally out of here. But God got me. Even the days that I cry about my mom because I wish she was here to just keep saying, God got you. Or watching the videos of me and her uh, uh, I'm, I'm singing to her off of Ashanti song, Mama, or or just the days that we spent at the at the hospital, and she like, I'm so proud of you. You don't know the reason why I talk about you so much, and the reason why I tell the hospital about you, and the reason why I can't stop talking about you because I'm so proud of you. So how dare I sit and waddle and suffer when I'm so powerful? in my own right because of who God called me to be. So as I speak to you, I'm speaking to myself that God got me. He got you. So Father God, as I end this, I just wanna pray over everybody that's gonna watch it, Father God. I want them to understand that you and you alone has set them on, on purpose and you have given them the fire inside of them to know who they are. God, I ask that you build up their confidence. I ask that you build up our confidence. I ask that you build up our strength in what we're supposed to be doing on this earth, that you strategically talk to each one of us individually and collectively and show us what you really truly called us here to do. 
And for those that are already walking in their purpose, continue to give them the strength and the perseverance to keep going forth. God, rise up the Deborahs and rise up the Annas and the Esthers. Rise them up to who they are supposed to be. But rise them up in their name. Rise them up as Corticia. Rise them up as Adriana. Rise them up as Christian. Rise them up as Latreva. Rise them up as Tabita. Rise them up as Sherlina. Rise them up as Brittany. Rise them up as Teriana. Rise them up as Jayana. Rise them up as Shaquasia and Shaprice. Rise them up as Coriana and Sherika. Rise them up. Rise them up, God. Rise all my nieces, all of my cousins, all of my sisters, all of them, God. Rise them up. Rise them up, Father, in this season. Rise them up. Every woman under the sound of my voice is to rise up and take your rightful place in your house your rightful place in the community, your rightful place in your church, your rightful place in your marriage, the rightful place in your relationships, the rightful place in your businesses. Take your place. Take your place. Take your place in this earth. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Take your rightful places, ladies, young girls. To all the nieces, the ones that I didn't call, y'all know y'all who y'all are. Take y'all rightful place. Treat the rest of Treva's daughters and Selena's daughters, Brittany's baby, all of my sisters, all, all of my nieces, all of my friends. Take y'all rightful places. Stop procrastinating plan with your destiny. Take it by force and take it now. God bless you.